0: Uh, Fred Barnes from the Weekly Standard had a terrific piece in the Wall Street Journal, actually, on the president and his strategy. So please welcome to the conversation Fred Barnes, editor of the Weekly Standard. Fred, thanks for your time.
1: Glad to be here, and I'm stifling laughter. Why is that? i uh, President Obama. I mean, that is quite amazing. If he believes that, that he has really bent over backwards uh, to compromise with Republicans and that he's really kept his language uh, under... Under wraps, uh, tough language uh, about Republicans under wraps, then he's completely delusional, because just the opposite has occurred. And uh, for him to say that only alienates Republicans uh, even more, because they know it's absolutely not true.
0: It is fascinating that in the middle of this fight, that you know people widely, let, you know even in the media, acknowledge is pretty ugly and you see, you know, words like jihad and terrorists and hostage-taking and gun to the head used again and again and again for the White House and its allies, is the president just not hearing that? Does he not, does he not hear the words coming out of his mouth, to paraphrase the movie?
1: Uh, I don't see how he how could miss them. It is the one uh, big story in Washington. Of course, around the country, the implementation of uh, Obamacare is another big story. But here in Washington, it's the shutdown uh, that's caused by uh, the failure of President Obama and, and Democrats in the Senate to accept any curbs in a spending bill, any curbs on Obamacare whatsoever. I mean, even the tiniest change uh, they won't expect. And and what's even more interesting, or at least as interesting, is the President's insistence that he will not negotiate. He cannot get involved. He just uh, will is going to stay on the sidelines, and uh, he, he's not going to be a player in this. Either on uh, the spending bills that involve Obamacare, or in I think less than two weeks, uh, the issue of raising the debt limit—he can't negotiate on that either. This is so breathtakingly un-presidential, uh... Michael. That look—I haven't been around forever, but I've been covering presidents going back all the way to Gerald Ford and even a little bit of Richard Nixon. Um, and I think both of us know a great deal about about america's presidents and how they act you don't have to be an imperial president but you have to be an activist president because people expect when there's a crisis in the country of some kind and certainly we're facing one now with a shutdown in at least part of the of the federal government uh... that the president has to act he has to take charge or he's supposed to
0: well let's I follow mean, up on that just for it? a second because you say mm-hmm. that people expected and there's a new poll uh, out uh, today that fifty two percent of registered voters want the president to negotiate with congress over the debt ceiling, just 38 percent say, give us a straight up or down vote, leave this out. That's more than half. And that's in a country where, you know, the media climate makes it hard for people to tell pollsters I'm against the president. So chances are there's even more sentiment for the president to negotiate. Can he maintain this position, even with The New York Times and CNN getting his back? Can he maintain the I refuse to make any deals position or will average voters start figuring that out?
1: I think they will. And, and given that the media, in general, has not focused on this at all, that it's, gee, what's uh, House Speaker John Boehner going to do next? Uh, is he going to uh, uh, call the shutdown off, you know, that it's entirely in his hands? They're going to have to focus on the president at some point uh, because he's the pivotal figure here. The president is the one person who represents all Americans. Uh, House and senators don't. House members and senators just do not. But the, And that's why, because he is the president, uh, of all the people that he's expected to step forward in a way that every president I've known, whether it's LBJ or Ronald Reagan or Bill Clinton, uh, would have done. They wouldn't have said, Hey, I'm taking a pass on this one. Uh, As president, you don't get to take a pass. You may, I mean, some minor little bill in Congress, that's one thing, but this is a huge, uh, issue and a, a bit of a crisis. And the president cannot get away with saying, sorry, I won't negotiate. And I think, uh, this hurts him as a leader, uh, saying that this is not this is not leadership. That's for sure.
0: You mentioned in your Wall Street Journal piece that uh, President Obama never had a one-on-one meeting with the Republican leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, for 18 months. Is, I mean, can that be? I, I'll be honest with you. I read it and I knew you wrote it, so it had to be true. But I still don't believe it.
1: Well, I'm, it's true, and it, and the contrast I made was with Lyndon Johnson, who was on the phone. Almost every day, with Everett Dirksen, who was uh, uh, the Senate, a uh, Republican leader when LBJ was president, and what happens uh, as a result of that is when there, when something does bubble up, some huge issue, a crisis, uh, uh, something particularly with a deadline uh, that if it's not met, the government will shut down, or or there'll be some problem, maybe uh, a default on on the uh, America's debt, which has never happened, uh, uh, and. You can work out agreements. You can compromise. The president brings people together. He takes charge. He leads. He commands. Uh, He can't order uh, the other party what to do. He can certainly order his own party. Uh, And that's the common practice of American presidents. It's what's expected of them. We don't see any of that uh, from President Obama at all, uh, quite the opposite. And yet uh, the, uh, the mainstream media has not focused on that yet, but I think that we'll
0: have to uh... there's the other part of the which is you could argue that what we're seeing with the government shutdown is theater and if it is theater right now it's not going nearly as well for uh... barack obama productions as they had hoped and i think that the world war two monument story has opened the door across the country to for example in Massachusetts where I am we have the Minuteman State Park which is just a big park you can walk through it walk across uh, old north bridge you can walk up to the monument and they're trying to barricade they're spending money to barricade people out of a park that you can it's just the woods you can walk through anytime you want and i wonder if once again if it's going to penetrate the typical non you know high info voter that they're going to see that some of this is just plain bogus
1: i, I think they will Ed. And you'll remember back when the sequester, the, the mandatory spending uh, mm. cuts that went into effect on March one, uh, the White House said, "Well, because of the sequester, we can no longer have White House tours for American citizens." That was pretty clear that, it, <laughs> that would, right. these tours there was not a very costly thing in terms of the billions of dollars, trillions actually, that the government is spending, uh, and it and it 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 showed that this was. Make believe it really wasn't something that had to happen because of the sequester. Just as you know, putting up guardrails uh, to prevent World War II veterans from touring the to World War II Memorial is obviously phony. It, it didn't have to happen, and in fact, the National Park Service, which actually runs the World War II Memorial, says, "Hey, we got these orders from the Obama administration. Exactly. We weren't going to do this." Uh, so I, I think that's the kind of thing that does get uh, through to voters. And I and another thing is this: Look, everybody knows that the president is the leader of his political party. That's fine, perfectly legitimate. But the president has another role; he represents all the people. It's a nonpartisan role that presidents uh, have always recognized, and and this, except for this president in this instance.
0: Uh, the uh, Park Service spokesperson to come out and say the quote: "The World War II Monument is legally." closed, which is an odd phrase about a place that mm-hmm. has no doors, no gates, no entrance and no exit, that it's mm-hmm. legally closed. And, and you're right, the Obama administration has put these uh, bu- uh, bureaucrats, these government workers in this spot, and we know from the sequester that a memo actually went out saying we want this to have a direct impact on as many people mm-hmm. as possible, we want to hurt people, mm-hmm. In the end, though, the the betting from the White House is that between the media and also between the Republicans' historic role with shutdowns, which they're perceived to have uh, mishandled them, that in the end the Republicans will simply walk away with nothing. Do you believe today, Fred Barnes, that is likely to happen?
1: No, I don't believe it's likely to happen. And The notion among Democrats and the media is that, uh, in particular, Republicans suffered because of two shutdowns, one in 1995, one in 1996. Uh, In truth, that's a myth. Republicans didn't uh, uh, suffer much at all. Uh, You'll remember in the '96 election, they they came out with two fewer House seats, and they gained a Senate seat, and the shutdown had no role at all, was barely mentioned in the presidential race. So you'll hear from some of these Democrats the shutdown uh, meant that uh, Bill Clinton was reelected in 1996. The shutdown had no effect on that
0: race at all. I think None Bob Dole did a lot more to reelect Bill Clinton, I'm sorry to say. Fred Barnes, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Good. Good to talk to you, Michael. Thanks so much.